Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Rob Nabalich really came into this fight as a sizable underdog. More than a two-to-one dog taking on Piotr No Mercy Jan. And if you were listening in the first hour, hopefully... You put in a bet on Marab the Machine because right now two and two rounds and change in Brandon and I keep watching this fight out of the corner of my eye as I'm also talking to you and all I see is Marab laying punches, taking him down. It looks to me like he's dominating these first two rounds. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, you always gotta be wary of Jan as fights go on because that does he is one of these guys that does who's who rarely gets stronger as the fight goes on. But you know, Marab is looks very confident right now. Jan, I would say out of like one body shot, really hasn't hit in. Uh, hit Marab with anything that he's had to worry about or or really been concerned about. And he, the thing that you wonder as this fight goes on, Marab always feels like he can just get his arms around Jan, put him up against the cage, run out some time. So, you know, it, it, there's got to be some sense of urgency for Pierre to Jan if you did put your money on him before the fight. And that's exactly what he's doing right now, just leaning his weight on him right now. Marab is, has his weight right on the back of Piotr Jan. We're about a couple of minutes left in round three, and it's been all the machine so far. Last week, we had UFC 285. Tonight, right now, we've got this fight, and then we're just a week away from UFC 286. That is Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, part three. A lot of people forgot that we actually saw that fight very early on in both those guys' career. And then a few months ago, we saw the incredible finish when Leon ended up taking out Kamaru Usman. And then next week, BT... We get to see it again. I can't wait. 
Leon is a plus 190. Usman is a minus 250. I know that you've been torn on this one because you've kind of been telling yourself, all right, well, look, we know that Usman dominated that fight, won basically four and a half rounds. We also know that Leon couldn't have looked any worse, and he got his hand raised, and he's the champion. Take my advice, man. Don't overthink it like you are. Just take the guy who was looking better for longer in the fight. And that's Kamaru Usman. Yes, you've got to pay a heavy tax at minus 250, but pay it, my guy, because you're a good friend. I'm giving you this advice right now for free. Usman is going to dominate. Usman is going to finish the fight. And Usman's going to finish the fight early because he doesn't want it to go late like it did last time. Less than three, Usman. Wow. So you're saying you think you feel like an Usman knockout or chokeout? Because I haven't heard many. I feel like most people think if he's going to win, he's going to he's going to win by decision. No, I think that I look. I'm going to take inside the distance, but ultimately, if you if you if you if you twisted my arm, Usman by knockout, not round three next Saturday night. He uh, look, I I totally understand what you're saying, and you're probably right. Um, and then maybe that maybe I'll get there because I am a huge Kamar Usman fan. Like I really do like Kamar. I feel and also like who handles getting, you know erased like that by head kick and like just handles it with the grace and you know not a big deal like he seems like he has in the aftermath of this you know a lot of the times we we do see great champions take a fall like that and maybe they're not the same but he does seem to have a mental fortitude about him that he could handle a loss like that and be just fine um it's just a it's just for me the one x factor of this is if you're leon edwards it had to be so mentally taxing being in that fight and getting your butt kicked the way that you did and getting the break of that fight getting put back to the feet and you unloading on that. I just feel like you're going to go into this with so much less pressure on your shoulders knowing that you were able to pull it out. So there's just that part of me that's like, well, what if we get this more relaxed, better version of Leon this time around? And for that, I do worry. But if he does, if he goes about this, if, if Kamaro executes the fight like he did for 90% of that fight, it really shouldn't be a contest. And I understand why the odds are the way they are. It's just, it's, it's tough to say like, Oh, he's just going to do it again because you know, of what we saw the last time around. Although that could be the uh, Kamara train coming through. (laughs) If you, uh, if you've seen the pictures, both guys look absolutely chiseled right now. So it's not going to be a case of cardio or being in shape or going in deep waters. I mean, both those guys, Usman and Edwards look absolutely incredible. Um, I'm leaning heavy Usman, like I said. All right, in the co-main next Saturday night, an absolute banger. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Faziv. Kind of like I told you at the beginning of the show tonight. Sometimes I look at a line and I go, uh huh? That doesn't make any sense to me. For example, tonight, I saw Piotr Jan was a two-to-one favor against Marab. Right now, Marab is dominating Piotr Jan. I'm not always right on these things, and I love me some Faziv. But I thought Justin Gaethje should have at least got the respect of maybe being a slight underdog versus a plus 185. That's almost two to one. That sounds too good to be true for the highlight. I got to tell you, I you and I had the same thought process coming into today's show on this because I saw that, you know, first time I had really looked at the odds for the for the fights for next week for Fazeev and, and Gaethje. I was really stunned to see that. And, and I think the biggest reason is, you know, you have two great strikers here. It's a three-round fight. 
that's like Justin Gaethje's playpen. That's that's where he loves to have fights. So, you know, Fazeev, yeah, he looked super impressive his last time out against RDA. He proved a lot of things. Uh, he, he proved a lot of things in that fight, I think, to people about his cardio, digging deep when things don't go his way. But we're talking about Justin Gaethje, who, you know, you put him in in fights against guys who are great strikers back and forth. Usually he's got the edge on that. And Fazeev's got some fancy stuff that he can bring to the table for sure. But I don't know, man. That one that one kind of took me. What about you, Jake? So I'm not wearing my Fazeev shirt right now, but I have a Fazeev shirt. Fazeev's going to smoke Gaethje, guys. I'm sorry to tell you. What? He's working with, like, Dagestani wrestlers right now. Hanging out at Tiger Muay Thai. I think he's going to like technically and precisely piece Gaethje apart while Gaethje goes for his Justin Gaethje slop. It's not going to work against Fazeev, man. Well, listen, dude. Uh, you know who else is at Tiger Muay Thai? Piotr Jan, and he's about to go down 4 up. He's going to need an actual Tiger, it seems like, if he's going to rally in this fight. But I know, look, I get it, man. I, but first of all, I don't, first of all, this doesn't seem like a fight where he has to work with wrestlers because I don't think either one of them is going for a takedown. It's just, you know, it's tough to outstrike a guy like Justin Gaethje unless you're like Dustin Borier, who maybe is the only other guy who's better at fights like that in the UFC. Justin Gaethje's probably number two. And so that's what worries me for a guy like Fazeev is, yeah, he's he looked dynamic. Don't get me wrong. It's it's But what does he do when it don't look so pretty? What does he do when it's like it gets a little bit bloody? What does he do when he's he's pressed up against it a little? You know, he was able to handle RDA, who was in that round four. It looked like he was turning things around. But it's not like he was getting, you know, beat down, worn down. So I think that's the X factor with Gaethje. And also, the big thing on this is, I'm not saying that Fazeev can't win. It's just like Sean said, like, that's a lot. That's that's some juicy value on Gaethje for me. I'm, I just think that's we, we, too much respect going to Fazeev early on. We also have the answers to all those questions that you just gave us. In the case of Justin Gaethje, you're like, well, what happens when it gets in the deep rounds and what happens when he's getting punched in the face and it's getting bloody? Well, I saw what happened against Michael Johnson and it worked out really well for Justin Gaethje. You know, same thing with Michael Chandler. Even the fact that he's gotten in there with Khabib, it's like, I just, the odds, it's the odds. If you're going to give me two to one odds on Justin Gaethje, I don't really care who he's fighting. I'm going to take him. Uh, let's keep working our way down that card. Marvin Vittori comes back. He's a pretty heavy favorite against Roman Golige coming back at plus 220. I like Vittori. I actually think that he's a little bit underrated because he got his ass kicked against Israel Adesanya. I'm willing to pay the 275. Uh, no, I'm going with Roman, dude. I don't know if there's a fighter on the on on the roster that I find more obnoxious than Marvin Vittori. For a guy who talks as much bleep as he does and bores me to death with his fights, I mean, like for God's sakes, like like Jake <laughs> is saying, Sean, Jake is saying Sean Strickland in the chat, but. Yeah, at least Sean's Patty giving us some entertain some entertaining Yeah, but you know what? Patty's had some entertaining moments. What's the well, give me the most entertaining Marvin Vittori moment other than uh jawing at somebody in a hotel room? Like uh, you know, I just I don't know, man. I don't know. Just Vittori, I can't put my money on him. I, I I can't. I really like his tattoo sleeve. That's the only nice thing I can say about him. It's really colorful. You're big koi really fish fans, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, big koi fish. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, any yeah. koi fish on your, um, uh, your chest? You're hiding under that Kansas uh, sweater? No, no, no. Just nipples under here. Um, Joanne Wood, <laughs> minus 165, taking on Carolina at plus 140, opening up next week's main card. Any thoughts on that one? Not really. 
Okay. All right. That's what I was. That's what I was expecting. Let's get back to Leon and Usman before we get out of here. Um, what is do you think the level of excitement for the general public for this fight? Because we just got a chance to see John Jones step back into the octagon. Everybody went nuts, and we're going to see exactly how many pay per views that did in a few months. We know we got Conor McGregor coming back. But you look at this card, man, for geeks like you, me, and Jake, you got Leon versus Usman in the main event. You got Gaethje and Fazeev in the co, and then nobody cares about the rest of it. I think you've pretty much pointed that out over the last five minutes. I love those two fights. As far as a main and a co-main, one of my favorite cards of the year. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a great one because you're talking about a, a great story. I mean, I don't, I can't remember a fight like the last one where people were just coming up to me weeks after me, like, did you see that? They just they want to talk to you about it. people who aren't fight fans wanted to talk about what had happened in that fight. So the only thing I would say, honestly, kind of hurts it is we just had this monster fight with John Jones, a, like well, last week. So it feels. Yeah. Like is it get it like is it too soon? Like could you have actually put like maybe they flip flop the uh, the uh, Cheeto Vera card and, and give you a little buffer? But then they got you know the Miami card coming up. So look, UFC is stacked right now. It's great for us. I can't wait. Um, I, I do think it's a great. You're talking about you know what are the two best welterweights going right now? A great story between them. A trilogy that has to get settled. And then on top of it, you're talking about. A guy in Fazeev, which a lot of people are excited to see what his sky the limit can be. And then almost in a weird way, Justin Gaethje's kind of the old guard, which is kind of crazy. It feels like not too long ago, he was just bursting onto the scene in UFC. So I don't know, man. By the way, we're about to enter round five and uh, Piotr Jan can barely see out of his right eye. It's it's closed up <laughs> badly. So he's taking a, he is taking a whooping in this one. Isn't he? Probably down 40 to 36. I'd be surprised if anybody's seen it any other way. Piotr Jan needs a finish in this one. Congratulations to you if you're on that underdog money on Marab. That's the kind of value you get listening to Tapped Out. I told you an hour and a half ago, put your whole bank account on Marab. And if you did it, you're looking pretty good. And if he loses, we'll just erase this on the podcast. Um, thank you to my co-host, Brendan Tobin, everybody back in Chicago, Beck QL, for my producer, Jake Noaker. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Don't miss next week's show. Rumor has it we're going to have perhaps Justin Gaethje, perhaps Leon Edwards, I don't know, perhaps Kamaru Usman, maybe all three. <laughs> You're locked into the Beck QL Network. Good night.